You're listening to a production of Podcasting 101. Hello, listeners, and welcome to SOS, your spot on sports. I will be your host, Devin Robson. And I am your expert analyst, Shrek. Thanks for joining us here on the last ever episode of SOS. No, it's sad to say that uh, it's come and gone pretty quick, and even if we wanted to continue the show, I am graduating. So, yeah, this is this is it for SOS, but uh, we just wanted to give a special thanks to our listeners. We really appreciate you tuning in every week and uh, listening to us ramble on about a bunch of stuff that we care about. Hopefully you find it interesting, too. Um, also, just wanted to apologize for this last uh, podcast. My voice may sound a little bit different. I've been battling the flu, so uh, I do apologize for the inconvenience. Yeah, it is sad to say that this is coming to an end, but it has been a very enjoyable experience and really do appreciate all our listeners tuning in each week and supporting us. It really does mean a lot, and hopefully you have enjoyed it, as Trek said. It really is a sad thing to end this podcast and that Shrek will be leaving us, hopefully moving on to bigger and better things and a successful life in the real world. Well, thanks for that, Devin. Well, with that being said, let's get into the content of our show today. First thing uh, I wanted to talk about, something I think is interesting, we talked about A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, in uh, our previous show, but one of the things that... uh, really becoming a pressing issue is he is on the verge of passing Willie Mays for fourth all time on the home runs record in Major League Baseball. And, you know, a couple other guys are coming up pretty soon, not this year, but the next couple of years we're talking about Babe Ruth at 714 home runs, Hank Aaron at 755, and Barry Bonds at 762 home runs. You know, these guys are going to be uh, approaching pretty rapidly for A-Rod, assuming he stays healthy and he plays for, you know, the next five years or so. Um, One of the things that I think is interesting is that for every home run A-Rod hits that is a milestone home run, like his 660th, which will tie Willie Mays, he has in his contract a clause where he will get paid $6 million per home run. Um, of these milestones and the big question right now with him being only one home run away is are the Yankees going to pay him the six million dollars a lot of people don't believe that the Yankees should be obligated to pay him uh, the incentives this is mainly because of his um, scandal in steroid use he has been um, caught multiple times using steroids which obviously is illegal in baseball And the problem is that the Yankees, they are obligated as of right now to pay him. The problem that I have is I don't know the wording of the contract. I really wish I could read it and see if there's any kind of clause where if he is found guilty of using performance-enhancing drugs that they don't have to pay. But the way I understand it, they do. And uh, the big thing that the Yankees, I think, are trying to do is – By not paying him, I think they're making a stand that they're not going to put up with people using performance-enhancing drugs even though he is still on the team. He's not on them now, and they're basically taking away really a lot of money out of his pocket. If you think about it, you know, he could hit these five milestone home runs. 
than $6 million per home run. That's $30 million. Now, I understand he also already has a lot of money, so it's not like he's in big need of the money, but it's still a lot of money out of his pocket. So I think if the Yankees aren't going to pay him, I think that you're going to see a pretty big uh, scuffle around this issue because it is a lot of money out of his pocket. And in the end, my guess is they're going to end up paying him the money because bottom line is steroids or not, he did hit the home runs and he's a great hitter. So he really does deserve a lot of praise as a hitter. I don't think that people should have quite as negative uh, an idea when it comes to A-Rod. Um, me personally, I don't like him. I don't think he plays the game the right way, but it's not necessarily because of steroids. There's other things like when he rounds the bases on a fly ball, he'll yell, I got it to try to confuse the infielders, which some people are saying, you know, that's a pretty good strategy, but in all reality, it's Bush league. It's something that you don't do. It's like a gentleman's rule. You don't do something like that. There was a play against the Red Sox quite a long time ago where he tried to slap the ball out of the pitcher's hands when he was tagging him out, when he was covering first base. So I don't like the way he plays, but it's not entirely because of the steroids. And uh, when it comes down to it, he really is one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball history. So I think that they should pay him and just suck it up. I would have to disagree with you on that statement, Trek. Although I agree that it is Bush League to say some things like that. These MLB players play 162 games a year, and A-Rod's been playing for a significant amount of time. So overall, these few instances are not that big of a deal. I mean, yes, players do it every now and then. They get caught up in the moment. Yeah, that kind of stuff happens. But it's very difficult to name players who have played for a career as long as A-Rod that haven't had some sort of negative uh, impact on the game in in that instance. Um, There's a lot of controversy with baseball and some things that are now being addressed, such as extensive bat flips and pimping home runs. Um, They're trying to get rid of these instances in the game to try and get back to a wholesome game. Yeah, I agree, Dev. There's a lot of things going on in the game that, you know, people get a lot of crap for. Like Carlos Gomez, like you said, he he pimps home runs like no other. What we mean by this, guys, is they take a swing. They know that they hit a home run immediately, and they'll, like, toss the bat and start walking instead of running or jogging like a normal um, – like you should on a normal hit. So – it's kind of insulting to the pitcher. Like I'm so good that I just hit it that far off of you and I knew it immediately and things like that. But the bottom line is, you know, there's guys like Jeter. Now I understand that Derek Jeter is the epitome, but I think that's where guys should be striving to go. Cause Jeter did play um, from 1996 until last year And I don't think there's anybody around baseball that could tell you something that he did wrong from a human standpoint. Not obviously he made errors. He struck out baseball things. But as far as playing the game the right way, saying the right things, he did it his entire career, no matter what the situation was. And I think that's the goal that people should strive to have. 
Sticking with the theme of uh, these bad boys in baseball, how about those uh, Kansas City Royals? There's been more fights in baseball since the NHL playoffs started than there has been in hockey. It's been absurd, and the Kansas City Royals seem to be a part of every single one. One of the main reasons is their young pitcher, Jordano Ventura. This kid is an absolute superstar when it comes to his physical abilities on the field, but mentally he just needs to get it together. It's it's unbelievable. He uh, keeps throwing at guys, and keep in mind this guy throws real hard. I mean, we're talking a fastball around 97, 98, so when he's throwing at guys, he could do some serious damage if he hits them in the wrong place. And uh, even in the, in the last big one against the White Sox, he got a comebacker back to the mound, fielded it, and then said a couple choice words to the guy as he was running down the first baseline before he got him out, which ended up clearing both benches. There was punches thrown. There were suspensions on both teams for um, punches thrown. So he really needs to get his act together because the bottom line is he's not the one who's going to get hurt out of it. It's going to be somebody else who it was an unintended consequence for them. They didn't buy into this. They didn't want it, but they're the one who's going to get in the bottom of a pile and get hurt, or more likely, one of his teammates is going to get hit by a pitch, and it's going to get him hurt, and it's not even going to be Ventura who's the reason he's getting hurt. And one of the big things that I think is interesting is Jordano Ventura pitches in the American League where they have a designated hitter, which means somebody hits in place of the pitcher, so the pitcher just pitches. Whereas in the NL, there's no designated hitter, which means the pitcher actually has to grab a bat, get in the box, and try to hit. If he were in the NL, I guarantee he wouldn't be doing the things he's doing because with some of the guys out there that throw as hard as they do, he would be wearing one somewhere in the ribs or in the back, and he, I'm sure, does not want to get a 100-mile-an-hour fastball from Aroldis Chapman in the back. So, you know, I think... He is only 23, and Coach Ned Yost said it pretty clearly. He just needs to learn to get his emotions in check, which is right, but he needs to do it real quick. Otherwise, somebody's going to get hurt, and it's not going to be him, and that's just not fair to his teammates. With that said, the Kansas City Royals will, at some point during the season, be playing NL teams, and Ventura will be pitching in some of these games so he will have to grab a bat and get in the batter's box and I think it's going to be very interesting to see if any of these pitchers do decide to throw at him to more or less send a statement to him and hopefully it will straighten him out and keep him um, from hitting other guys that really is not necessary and hopefully it will get his emotions in check and he will continue to have a successful career as he is very young still. But uh, I think in the long run, it would be a good experience for him to get squared up with a pitch once just to kind of get that out of the way and hopefully set him straight. Yeah, I just hope it's not one of those where he ends up getting hit and it you know really ruins his career or something like that. I just want him to get his emotions in check and really figure it out early because he is an unbelievable talent. And I think he's one of those guys that you just, you want him to succeed because he's good for the game of baseball. He's just really talented and 
and good for the game talent wise i mean obviously you know what he's doing right now isn't exactly good for the game or good for his team but he will be in the long run Staying on the topic of fights, in the NBA, J.R. Smith, um, he really came across with a backhand and caught Jay Crowder across the face, as well as Kelly Olynyk, who dislocated Kevin Love's shoulder going up for a rebound. Yeah, J.R. Smith was uh, pretty obvious. He, he was boxing out Jay Crowder for a rebound, but then for some reason took a full swing from behind and caught Jay Crowder right in the side of the head. Um, I mean, this was obviously intentional. Nobody just unintentionally swings their arm around knowing that the guy is right there. So I think it was 100% intentional. And he is suspended for the first two games of the next series as the Cavs did sweep and move on. But now they're without J.R. Smith for the first two games, which is, you know, a pretty big loss. And, excuse me, they're also without Kevin Love now as he dislocated his shoulder. So I think the Cavs might be in a little bit of trouble missing some guys. But uh, going back to Kevin Love's shoulder, the thing with uh, Olenek is they were both fighting for a rebound. They got their arms locked up together, which is very common um, with boxing out. I know I played basketball for a long time. Um, I was a big guy, so my job was pretty much to box out anybody and rebound. And I got my arm tangled up with plenty of guys' arms. And what happened was they they were fighting. They got tangled up. And when they both went to try to move, you know, Kevin Love's arm got pulled a bit, ended up popping his shoulder out of his socket. He knew it immediately, ended up running off the court, going into the locker room immediately. Um, you know, some people are saying that Olenek did it on purpose, but there's no way, in my opinion, that he did it on purpose. I mean, nobody grabs somebody else's arm and yanks it out of its socket intentionally. To me, that's just absurd. There is a picture um, that I saw on SportsCenter, and some people have been putting it on social media, that Olenek has one of his arms wrapped up with loves and the other one is kind of grabbing it so you know it almost looks intentional but remember guys this is in the heat of the moment happening in you know under a second it wasn't intentional he didn't grab his arm and yank it out so Olenek however did get a one game suspension I'm not exactly sure how that's going to be implemented because their season is over so it might be the first game in next season which in all reality doesn't mean much but he, I don't think he deserved a one-game suspension. I think it was just bad circumstance, unfortunate for Love that it ended up ruining, you know, a couple of games uh, in this postseason form. But that's just the heat of the moment. Um, you know, people get tied up and injuries occur. They're sports. Pe- things happen. So I don't think he should have gotten suspended for it. J.R. Smith, on the other hand, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that's my take on that. While we have you on the topic of the NBA playoffs, just wanted to uh, mention the Golden State Warriors did sweep their first round. I don't know if any of you guys got a chance to watch any of the games, 
but I know we mentioned it in a previous podcast, but you have got to tune in and watch Steph Curry go to work in these games. It is unbelievable. The other day against the Pelicans, they were down three with a couple seconds left. The shot he made from the corner while getting fouled, even though they didn't call it, he got crushed, should have been shooting free throws, wasn't, still made the shot to send it to overtime. They ended up winning in overtime. This kid is unbelievable. You need to watch him play. They uh, are awaiting the winner of the Trailblazers-Grizzlies series. It's probably going to be Memphis, barring some crazy comeback by the Trailblazers because Memphis is up 3-0 in the series. But please, if you like basketball at all, I really urge you to turn on the series anytime they're playing because Steph Curry is just a magician on the court, and you need to tune in. Bringing us down to a more local level, we'd like to give a little shout-out to last week's Players of the Week at uh, St. Lawrence University. First of all being uh, Kyle Plimpton of the girls' softball team. She is their number one starting pitcher, and she has 153 strikeouts this year in about 135 innings, which anytime you're having over a strikeout in an inning, as impressive numbers she's always been a great strikeout pitcher since she got here really an unbelievable pitcher to put on the mound every game Um, unfortunately they will not have her next season as she is a senior so good luck to the rest of the softball team unfortunately from what I was told they are not going to be making the playoffs this season for the Liberty League as we are not either But uh, that's too bad, but congratulations on being Player of the Week, Kyle. Along with Kyle Plimpton, Divya Biswal of the women's track team also was named to Athlete of the Week, and she was on there for winning the long jump, triple jump, 100 hurdles, and running on the record-setting 4x100 relay team for the sixth straight time. And uh, on her resume, she is... Um, atop the Liberty League with 18 career individual titles and five relay championships. Not to mention on top of that, she has also won a national championship in the triple jump. She has a pretty remarkable track record, and also congratulations to her on winning Athlete of the Week. Although Devin and I will not be in the playoffs this year for baseball, nor will softball or women's lacrosse, we did want to uh, give a little shout-out to the men's lacrosse team. They will be in the playoffs, so good luck to them, and hopefully they can bring a Liberty League championship back to St. Lawrence University. Also, um, the track and field squad will be hosting the 2015 Outdoor National Championships here at St. Lawrence University. That will be after all the students are gone, but uh, if you live close by, I'd encourage you to come by and watch and cheer on the Saints. As we wrap up our final podcast for this semester, just want to thank all of our listeners again for tuning in each week. We really appreciate the support and hope you have enjoyed the podcast and the information we have brought to you on the sports world.
The preceding has been a production of the Introduction to Podcasting course. For more information, visit us online at stlawu.edu or email tdubray at stlawu.edu. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.